0: This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast.
1: Hey guys, it's Kyle and I want to welcome you guys back to another episode of Pivotal Conversations. We shot today's episode on the 27th of February, which was just over two weeks ago. And it seems that right now, with where things are with the coronavirus and the impact that it's having on society, this episode, this topic, and the lessons we talk about just got extremely real. Before we get into the episode, though, I want to share with you some thoughts that I have amongst what's happening right now with the coronavirus. In a world where social media now plays a huge role... It's even more important to realize that if you believe your opinion is correct, no matter how many articles you have read, it's bias. And the greatest bias of all is if you think that it isn't. Before you post on social media, ask yourself the unasked question. What could possibly be my motive right now? We as as a society over the next several months are going to be challenged in many different ways and on many different levels. Your personal integrity your, and compassion should not be forgotten during this period, and that means that by posting on social media without questioning and deeply looking at what your motive is and why you have the opinion that you have. Again, no matter how many articles you have read, no matter how much you have looked into what, we, to looked into the science, no matter how deep you have studied. The way you read the, the articles, the way you digest the information has a biased lens based on previous experience. And that previous experience could be because you are a business owner, because you have family, because of many, many different reasons. And I really want to ask you guys to question your motive right now, because right now is a time where you can stand out, you can rise above, you can show your position in your community, in this world, in this universe. By holding your integrity at its highest and delivering and embodying your compassion and where that stands for you as an individual. Many people are only looking at the surface. Today we are starting to see the real problems that the coronavirus brings. The economy, businesses and jobs are at risk and life as we know it is definitely starting to change. I ask you to start looking at second-order consequences of your actions. I ask you to start looking at second-order consequences of the mindset you hold and basically looking at the consequences that could come from some of your views and opinions and now start to prepare for what is going to come because it is going to get worse um, and that is a guarantee. So what it is that we now need to do is not only just start looking at things personally, but looking at how we affect others and how our, the, our lives integrate into many different consequences that could come from the different decisions that we do make. And thirdly, I want to finish on something that for me needs to be held at the forefront and it's extremely important. And right now, amongst all the hysteria that we are experiencing, just because the life that is at risk isn't yours, doesn't mean that you have to neglect the fact that if this spreads with speed, more lives will be lost. And that doesn't even matter if they're old. This is an excuse for lives to be lost. We as a society can overcome this. But selfishness, stubbornness, and thinking that your motive is one that is correct... That will just mean more lives lost. Right now, what we need to do is we need to obviously look after our personal wealth. We need to obviously look after our personal, personal health. And we need to start thinking about how our actions, how what we do will actually affect other people's lives, especially, especially over the next couple of weeks when Australia has now started to see how fast this thing can spread. Now, moving on to today's episode, I sat down with a good friend of mine, Braden Cook. Braden is a self made investor who has built a portfolio that has allowed him to ultimately retire at such a young age and, better yet, chase business opportunities with maximum freedom. And, you know, the reason that I really think that this is an important especially right now the number one reason i decided to get braden on the podcast is because i think that the topic of money mindset is one that holds a lot of business owners back and a lot of people back in general uh, and in this episode some of my favorite topics are is that we talk about and we kind of dive into is you know why your money should be working for you and i think this is one that not a lot of people get um, you know and and i know that's something that i didn't get you know until maybe about 2 or 3 years ago is that When people get money and the mindset that they have with money is they like to buy new things, they like to buy nice things, they like to spend that money. But what we spend that money on is so important and what we dive into here is that uh, what you should be spending money on is assets. It should be things that build a passive income that you get a return on your investment from. The next one is how money integrates with happiness and how happiness can be molded and created through your purchases and how you actually use money and the freedom that it gives you and and again this is going to be different for everyone and that's why happiness should be held at the forefront and the last key topic that i think we cover that i think is really important is how mindfulness plays a huge role in your judgment and how judgment plays a huge role in wealth creation and for business owners this is something that you know we often struggle with is that, you know, it's something that we we obviously get attached to hard work because we think that hard hard work gets us to a certain point. And then we think that more hard work is going to allow us for better leverage and, and more progress in business when the reality is it actually starts to change is that as your business grows um, and obviously you take on staff or, you know, if that's something that you want to do in the future and, you know, earning more income, then Judgment plays a massive role in that because judgment always changes the point of leverage in your favor and good judgment means less irrational decisions. Now in this time, some of us will be stressing about our financial position and both of both our business and obviously our personal lives. But if you previously have not taken your personal wealth seriously, today's circumstances are an exact reason why you should, especially with what, everything that I've talked about in this in, intro, um and where we you know, this the circumstance that we find ourselves in. Right now, I really I really hope that everyone can start to see that this although we are in a in a place of um hysteria and a place of uh fear and you know it's obviously hard to make decisions right now and we have to question every one of them. I want you to see that there is a light here and there is an opportunity here and that opportunity is to learn from, as a society, what we have done over the last 20 years to not be prepared for this moment but also on a personal level that you can grow in this moment and you can take yourself to another level and you can still hold your integrity high, you can still live with compassion and you can still learn and take this opportunity which there is an opportunity because there is an opportunity in every single moment and that is my message. I really hope you guys enjoy this episode i really hope you get a lot out of it i really hope you take notes i really hope that this is something that hits home for you because after reviewing this episode which we had in the bank this today's circumstance has brought a whole new light to what we're trying to do and what we're trying to bring with this podcast and more now than ever is this topic really really important not just for us but for the whole of society because that's what's going to allow us to make better judgment and make better decisions and that means that as a society if we can do this and every single one of us plays a role in that we will grow as a society in life the world we live in will become a better world and that's really what all of this is about What what's the legacy you're going to leave for society really hope you enjoyed the episode guys as always if you are not a previous subscriber subscribe if you enjoy it give it a share if you think that other people need to hear this episode definitely give it a share because um, i think you know again just this this episode in general is one that i really want people to get a grasp on hope you enjoy it guys and i'll see you on the other side yeah the best thing about investing for me so far has been looking at companies and understanding well you know what drives the the price of a share up, what drives it down. And it's usually like, I think for me, what I'm starting to see is obviously the trust in the market and then yeah. what builds that trust and, mm. and that kind of thing. So it's the bit that I'm loving reading about it.
0: Well, you're looking at the economics as a whole now instead. So instead of just looking at a specific company and thinking that this company is just like there to make me money, now you're looking at the bigger picture. You're looking at um, like, for example, the coronavirus having an impact on how the markets work. You being invested in Webjet clearly that's going to have a big toll on, on a company it like definitely WordJet. Is. Um, and, yeah, like, different events throughout um, the world can have different, have play different factors on how a company will go. But you're also now starting to look at, in, instead of investing in, like, dodgy companies that you, you're hoping, like, you're going to double your money in, in a week's time, now you're looking at investing in good, well-run companies that, in three, four years' time, are going to, produce like really long-term growth and value for you as a shareholder
1: 100 percent, and like that's what i've loved looking at is like okay well you know what what's it currently saying Mm. um like Appen, for instance is one of the things that i'm loving at the moment because i just think ai is it's so big right now and i'm just like imagine what it's going to be like in 10 years absolutely and then looking at its clientele and then when the reports come out looking at how much it's actually profiting Mm. like it's like you know it went down what seven dollars the other day and it says, mm. you know, from twenty seven dollars to twenty two mm. and it's report its announcement was huge.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I think I read it's profiting like sixty four times um,
0: Yeah, I it's, forgot it, the numbers. It's forecasting. It, yeah, it's, and it's, it's like most companies
1: earnings. only do like 18 to 20 yeah and it's like that's just wild yeah and i think like that's what i'm loving looking at and reading about and it's like it's giving me a more a a deeper or kind of different outlook on how i look at my business Mm. and how i look at how other people run their businesses and just the shift in mindset that investing money um in in companies has actually done
0: were you able to look at these companies and see like what is actually driving their growth and you can then replicate that in your own business you know so they're actually investing all of their money into growing and expanding their their like economy within the business and that allows them to scale really quickly and that's something that you can try and replicate for yourself uh, and that's the best thing about investing in great businesses like them. Yeah 100%. So
1: we're live, we're live, we're, oh, okay. we're mid-chat <laughs> but um, sure. I want you to tell the listeners at home a little bit about your story mm. um, and give them a a bit of a backstory of kind of what you've done to date um it's not something that again this is kind of like it's it's outside of the realm of the fitness industry um but i think it i think there's a massive lesson to be learned and especially for 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 people in the fitness industry like you know a lot of trainers physios these kind of um people who have businesses in these sectors it's kind of like the one thing I am seeing is that it's it's very rare for someone to have this kind of relationship with money where they're investing and especially when you enter the business realm and trying to grow your business. Um, you know, what, like what we try to stand for in the mastery program and, and with, you know, our company is um, creating successful business owners, not yeah. just successful businesses. Yeah. And I think this is where that, that, this is kind of where the rubber hits the road there. It's like yeah. there's a massive lesson to be learned from investing, but building wealth, and you know um building trust and and even you know looking at what building wealth outside of your business as well as inside of your business can actually do for decision making and these kind of things so that's it I'll, I'll let you take the kind of reins here and give them a bit of an insight into your what you've done and your experiences to date and then we can kind of let the conversation flow from there
0: okay sounds good well so i went to boarding school on the gold coast and Uh, Straight away I took an interest in economics and accounting in uh, school and uh, I was always that kid in economics especially where I would just ask question after question after question to my teacher and the poor guy like he'd just get sick of the sort of questions I'd be asking but I was so intrigued by how like the world worked and uh, I just wanted to know everything and uh, because economics sort of runs in everything, everyday life. Um, and so from an early age, like, I was sort of raised to, like, start at the mailroom, try and work my way up to become CEO one day. And so I started working in corporate at 15, I think it was. And I was taking a couple of days off school every week to go and work there in my and tie, um, and everyone in my class was like what are you doing I'm like why are you doing this dude <laughs> yeah. i
1: would have been that kid at school like i was an asshole i just was an asshole so i would have like been that kid who's was just like look at this dude yeah, i'm look gonna at go this, yeah. like i'm gonna go tease him
0: it's those guys at uni as well who like rock up in their suits and stuff and they're like what are you doing man <laughs> yeah yeah hundred percent. that would have been
1: foreign to me i'm like yeah. the football guy right like i'm yeah. like the guy who played football thought he was like mm. the next big thing in afl yeah. and yeah. then like you know Quickly come to realize that that wasn't going <laughs> to yeah. happen.
0: Well, I, I actually, I wanted to start off playing for Manchester United. That's what <laughs> my original goal was, and uh, I went to a sporting school on the Gold Coast, and a lot of my mates ended up playing for like the Queensland Reds. A lot of them have gone on to play for the Wallabies, and so I was hanging around with these guys as well. Um, but I was always that that guy at school that was going to be like business. That was always yes. my thing, and I think a lot of people saw me sort of going down that path as well. Mm. Um, And so I started studying commerce and economics at uni uh, and I was working for a a finance company at the time. I think I actually applied for a job at the Caxton Hotel and I started my shift at I think it was 8pm and I ended up quitting at 10 (laughs) (laughs) because I just knew it wasn't for me. I couldn't see myself working late nights and so I think two weeks later I got a job working for a finance company Uh, and from there it just sort of accumulated. Uh, But starting economics back in school, it really got me into um, the share market and that sort of thing. Like we played the share market game and I think I smashed it, like I beat everyone in the class. Um, And from there it just spiked an interest in me and since then I've just been addicted, like literally addicted to it ever since. Uh, And mum actually brought, um, she brought me the idea to invest in the Maya IPO when they um, listed on the stock exchange and she was like, I'm going to invest two grand. Do you want to match my investment? So I was like, sure, I've got the money set aside. Like, let's do it. How old was this? Uh, When did they list? I think they listed back in like 2008 or maybe 2007. So I was about 16, 17 at the time. And then that's, so mum actually invested the money for me because I couldn't, I couldn't list, I couldn't buy shares legally myself. Of course. And so I still, we still actually own those shares today. Yeah, they've been absolutely smashed They're probably worth like, I don't know, $400 now But that's the sort of seed that that got me into it And we've sort of built this tree ever since That's amazing Yeah, I know, it's crazy But um, yeah, so ever since then I've just sort of been been researching um, So I've probably got a good, I don't know, 12 years experience Just researching different companies, um, reading the books, looking like And I idolize Warren Buffett, like he's my absolute go-to. And so up until this point, I've just sort of tried to go off all of his decision-making and try and replicate that in my own life. And for me, instead of, I originally saw share investing as um, like just a gateway for me to make money, make money really quickly. Uh, And like now I realize that I'm actually investing and like putting a part of me into these businesses. and so by doing that, um, like you need to, you need to like really um, zero in and make sure you've done the, the due diligence and um, make sure you've done the research into making sure you're investing in the right companies. And I get you to do the same thing. Like, <laughs> you come to me with all these different ideas, and I'm like, bro, have you done any study on them? Do you like, know yeah. anything about these companies? <laughs> yeah. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of the time they're like they're penny stocks like yeah you're chasing that quick money but that's not what it's about it's about creating long-term wealth um, have a have a mindset where you're going to invest in this company for at least three four five years yeah um, and that's where you're gonna get the true growth and that's when you're not gonna worry about um, downturns as well so like with what's happening with coronavirus like it doesn't it doesn't bother me I know that I'm invested in really good companies and they're going to survive this sort of thing because they're producing a lot of money. They're disrupting different industries in major, major ways, and they've got so much runway. How much do you think your
1: relationship with money actually, or it could be causing, a, it could be chicken or the egg? Like, has investing caused you to have a different relationship with money, or I used to have the worst relationship with money?
0: Yeah, I and, did, and well, most people do. Yeah, most people do. Well, most people ask, "Well, mate." Mo- most people think like, they look at rich people and they say like, money's evil. Um, money doesn't buy you happiness. Um, I could always have more money. Um, and these sorts of questions and um, these sort of statements, they just, they make you have, well, they, they give you a poor um, relationship and um, have poor connotations with money. And that's what sets you up for failure if you if you truly want to set yourself up long term you need to switch that and think how can i make money work for me and that's that's sort of what i've been trying to replicate all like over these years is how can i make money work for me so that i can quit and not have to worry about working anymore and now i'm at that point where i don't have to and it's opened up all of these other opportunities i've got hardly any stress in my life i can do whatever i want i can travel when i want um, I can start new businesses when I want. And it's all through changing that mindset. Um, instead of like, everyone wants quick validation. So people will buy a holiday on a credit card or, um, I don't know, they'll buy designer clothes on, mm. on finance and stuff like that. People buy brand new cars. Literally the worst thing you can do is buy a brand new car on finance. It's, th- it's not an investment whatsoever. It's just a complete waste of money. Do without for a while. Get yourself like buy yourself assets, assets that will produce cash flow. Once you've got that cash flow, and then you, then you can go out because you've got constant money coming in. That's where you change the game, because um, and that, and that's also when you change your mindset because now that money's working for you, you've got those freedoms, you've got the luxury because you know that you've got money coming in next month. Whereas if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you've got no right to go out and buy buy something. That guy who um, was talking about um, like he didn't go out and spend all his money on like Smash Avil and that sort of thing. He was kind of onto something. I know he like he copped a lot of shit because he got uh, given, I don't know, some money from his parents or something like that to start his, his real estate um, business, but he was onto something like, you need to make those sacrifices like. Uh, you were saying the other day, like, you have, like, I don't know, seven T-shirts, mm. that sort of thing. You just rotate through them all. Yeah, um, like,
1: I always get shit for not, not like, I'm always wearing the same clothes or I've mm. always got, like, you know, my, my housemate gives me shit. My my girlfriend's like, oh, you know, it'd be nice for you to have some new clothes. Like,
0: <laughs> we're going to a family party. It's yeah. you know, a new shirt. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah. Like, I, I, but why? What's, like, what purpose does that um, bring to you? You're just trying to... Um, like, if you're going out to buy a new shirt and you, you don't specifically want to, you're only doing that to please other people. Exactly. And that doesn't serve. And that, that's the thing for me is that I think I'm at a point
1: now where I, I, I couldn't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. Mm. It's like, I'm willing to sit here, talk what I want to talk about, look how I want to look. If people don't like it, like, that's totally fine. That's and I it. think there's, it's a mixture of that. And then, you know, now having this relationship with money where I'm like, okay, like, I'm willing to invest in things that like it's it's always looking at what the return is it's like Mm. you know for me it's like i've got seven t-shirts there's seven days in a week as long as i'm washing six of them at once a week guess what I've got a t-shirt for every day of the week now. I'm totally fine. <laughs> yeah. But it's like cuz that's the return I need. I mm. don't need a bigger return. Like I don't need validation from the world for how I look. Now I'm looking at, okay, well, you know, what's the minimum dose that I can get away with for my personal life, mm. right? And and that's because I'm trying to grow my business. That's because I'm trying to invest in shares. Like I'm trying to do all these different things that are going to they're going to they're going to give me a world of experience. They're going to they're going to teach me, they're going to
0: help me become who I really desire to come in my Mm. life and i'm a big believer in experiences hey yeah experiences is what creates us it's what molds us i'm a big advocate for travel um putting yourself out there in like situations that kind of make you uncomfortable vulnerability vulnerable as well because that that's what makes you grow as a person um and by making sacrifices early on like gary v is my my one of the people I look up to the most because he he advocates to people in their twenties to thirties. Slow down, stop like wanting everything now, you know. Get out there, travel the world, meet people, see um, the world for how it truly is, because that's going to mold you and make you a better person, and that's going to give you a drive as well. Make those sacrifices financially in the early days. Focus your efforts on money-making activities, um, especially cash flow. Business uh, specifically is a really good one. Um, Get yourself um, invested into real estate, get yourself invested in the share market, um, in ETFs, uh, whatever your thing may be, because that's what's gonna set you up. And then that's when you can go out and buy the things that you want to. Mm -hmm. Because it's fun, like, sure, everyone wants to have a, a nice car, people wanna live in a nice home, they wanna wear nice clothes and that sort of thing, but do it once you've got the money coming in. Don't don't sacrifice um, your paycheck that you've just received and going out and spending it. Pay yourself first, because once you pay yourself first and that accumulates, the snowball effect will just continue to roll on. And then you'll be well and truly set up.
1: I think it like talks to the fact that in a small business, you're always a limiting factor. Like yeah. that's one thing that I say is that like, you know, when it especially is like the, the, the listeners that are going to be listening to us, we've got some gym owners, we get some, you know, like I said, physios, but they're all, they're all, you know, we've got some companies in there, but most of them are also, you know, sole traders. And it's yeah. like, the business starts and ends with you Mm. and it's like if the business starts and ends with you and you're under financial stress living paycheck to paycheck you're not
0: really a business owner or you're not really an entrepreneur if that's how well you're your hands forced Mm. right it's like you're self-employed which means you're still dependent on your time Uh, being an entrepreneur and starting a business is about systems so your prime primary goal is to build a system that will allow the machine to keep running so that like it's the cliche that everyone always uses: If you um, leave your business uh, and come back in a year, it should be at a better state than when you first originally left. That's when you know that you're a business owner. If you're still, if your business still depends on you, unfortunately, you're still self-employed, and so you need to focus and uh, really try and um, like build those systems to allow the, the business to run for itself. And those are the things you need to really zero down on yeah and I think
1: the 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 biggest thing that I've seen as well is that you know and it happened with myself is that like I'm still doing it like it's like you're always trying to claw back more time and yeah. it's like but the the beauty of this is is that what cash flow does for you and, and and building personal wealth is it actually allows you to have choices in how you claw back that time That's it's it. like you know um i I'm, I'm like it all the time it's like you know I'm always looking at the hours worked and what I'm putting in and it always fluctuates up and down. But Mm. that's because I'm in a a kind of... At the moment, we're in a really kind of big position where we want to grow. Yeah. And it's like sometimes you just got to do that. But the reality of it is, is that my point of leverage is totally different to when mm. it was when it was just me. Absolutely. And it's like, so I'm clawing back time mm. so that and, and cash flow mm. so that I can invest that and cash we've, flow. And we've
0: been talking about different ways for you to try and scale your business as well. Yeah. Uh, we've been looking at different areas in your business that like you need to sort of step away from so that you can focus on different things. Um and like it's always going to be a learning curve when you start a business you you sort of you're making up as you go i always say to people when you when you start a business it's like jumping off a cliff and you've just got to build your your parachute or your airplane on the way down like nine times out of ten you just don't know what you're doing and it's good to surround yourself with other people especially people who are successful and have already reached that milestone uh, because they can sort of give you advice and they can sort of lead you in a better direction per se but when it comes to business, you need cash flow. Cash flow is king, uh, because that uh, will solve a lot of your headaches.
1: It's especially if it's a growth thing, right? Like I think a lot of the, the people that we deal with, the biggest thing is they that they, they go through burnout, um, and they they obviously are in the trap of time for money. That's it. Yeah. So it's like um, we, you know, we did something the other day where it's like you know um, kind of creating a strategical strategy to um, set. Certain metrics and targets in the future, mm. right? From a finance perspective, that actually give you the decisions, um, or kind of tell you when to make certain decisions, mm. um, and understanding the how cash flow affects that is so so important. Yeah. And actually having a really good picture of cash flow. But the one thing as well is like, you got to think about what what happens if you're if you're kind of I say this regularly, but if you're working from a point of survival, you 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 limit your ability. To look into the future yeah. because survival is this thing where it's an instinct. It is, yeah. It's done in the moment, right? Yeah, it's so not it's like, strategic. It's so emotional. It's emotional, right? Why is and it we emotional? Don't,
0: we don't make good decisions when we're emotional. Well,
1: it's there for certain reasons. Like it's there for the free fall, but yeah. it's not there for the climb. Mm. Like, yeah, like emotion is there for when you're free falling. Yeah. Sometimes you need to have emotion to, to get you out of certain situations. The problem is now is that what most of these emotions are, are playing a role in is our business decisions are not running away from a fucking bear, mm. right? So it's like they're just to- two totally separate things. But yeah. unfortunately, we- humans haven't evolved to this place. Mm. We've got the neocortex. Mm. We've got the part of the brain that makes the rational decisions. But mm. the problem is is that we're, we're, in a, we're a, a, a society that's overstimulated. Mm. We're marketed to... Over ninety thousand times a and day,
0: and I've I've fallen victim to to enrolling in those sort of online classes and that sort of thing to like learn about like e-commerce, learn about drop shipping, learn about different sort of trading strategies and that sort of thing. And it it just it works because um and this is in a during a time when I had an unhealthy relationship with money because I was always wanting more of it and I was trying to find different ways to being able to do that rather than focusing what i actually enjoy doing which is investing yeah and i think the other thing
1: as well with that is like let's not move away from the fact that that was a good experience for yeah. you like it's like most people like it's they see life as either um a positive or a negative yeah and it's, they don't they're not actually realizing that the experiences they're getting are molding who they are like you said before mm. it's like if you hadn't have done those courses you would have all, you wouldn't know that oh, they're, they're, they they don't work and exactly. it's like the reality of it is there's probably a course out there that does mm. right there's probably a course out there that fits someone's what they need in life at that very particular Absolutely. time 100%. and it's like but the reality of it is is that you know you should never dwell on things mm. and you should you know you should never surrender your happiness to this future time yeah Be be grateful for that you got the opportunity to experience those things. Take
0: the lessons. Plan for the future. When it doesn't go your way, Mm. adapt and change. And we need to be manifesting our own happiness within our day to day lives. Like it's not something that we should be striving for every single day. Keep yourself accountable. You know, do the things that you enjoy now, but continue to learn. Continue to make experiences because that's what's going to help you to understand and grow yourself as a person, grow your business, have better relationships with the people around you. Um, Because everyone's trying to reach like their success, whatever it may be. Um, And success is, it should always be happiness. You know, happiness is the, the goal and that's what we should be prioritizing. And going back to emotions as well, something that we all should be taking time out of our day to sort of try and learn the different techniques to to take control of those emotions, because when something does go bad, if you've got that uh, learning and that experience behind you, you'll you'll make better decisions in those sort of moments, especially when it comes to like decisions around money, decisions around business. Like it's just something that we can really, really work on. Well, mindfulness
1: gives you the choice, right? Like that's the thing is that emotions arise thoughts arise about the emotions and Mm. then usually if you if you can't practice mindfulness then the thoughts and emotions keep creating each other Mm. right and it's this this cycle and this is what drives people into states of anxiety Mm. you know and these kind of things and it's like but you know again it's understanding that mindfulness gives you the choice because it's it it gives you a subjective perception of the thought and if you get a subjective perception of the thought you can use the neocortex to um look at this this kind of subjective uh, thing that exists in consciousness and make a rational decision on whether it's a good decision or a bad decision Mm -hmm. and this is where judgment comes in because that's what like if you want to know what builds wealth if you want to know what builds business it's not hard work it's judgment it's good judgment you know like um and mindfulness is a way for you to get better judgment because mm. it means less reactivity, less emotional reactivity, and more rational thinking. Mm. And that's what I believe is—you know—I can honestly say that in the last three years, the reason my my business keeps getting better and better is because I'm practicing more mindfulness. I'm practicing and having anchors in my day that take me out of quote um, unquote, you know, um, Ben Bakulski. He was on our last one. He said, "You've got a choice in life. You can." dive deep into every little decision and make good decisions or you can be a squirrel that keeps chasing a fucking nut. Mm. Um, and, and that's the key. That that's the thing that, that that's like it's like you can either be someone who thinks through decisions and you can be this well thought out person or you can be on a hamster wheel. Mm. Hey guys, so what we've decided to do is turn this episode into a two-part series. The reason we've decided to do that is because obviously the topic talked about in this episode is very important amongst what is going on right now with the coronavirus. Now, things are changing daily and they are going to continue to change daily. Right now it is Monday and we're going to be releasing part two of this episode on Thursday. The reason we're going to do that is because we obviously want to keep you up to date and help you as listeners as much as we can with obviously the evolution that is the coronavirus and how you can deal with it and how we can grow as a society. So we really hope you enjoyed part one and look forward to producing part two for you on Thursday.